Welcome to the Aggressively Average Podcast. Guilty forced to stay. I get all my facts from my gut. I'm not allowed to go out and do what I want to do. I'm going postal. 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 This is a list of the people who ought to die. Hello, all you beautiful a-holes out there. Welcome to the eighth episode of our Aggressively Average podcast. As always, I'm your host, Blake Townsend. Sadly, today we are missing the people's champ because he is out probably drinking a beer and talking about how much he loves being in Florida. But we do have the Human Torch, and we have our favorite guest, Maddie Z, filling in for the champ. Hey, folks, this is the Human Torch here, back again for your listening pleasure. Hello, everybody. This is Maddie Z. I am uh, here again as a guest, sitting in the champ seat, and like a venereal disease, I just keep coming back. If we're thinking, we're drinking. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Hit it! So today, guys, what I'm thinking about is something that blows my mind. According to the Ohio Constitution, slavery is still technically legal (laughs) as long as someone committed a crime. And the, the kicker is... They're trying to get that verbiage taken out, which I think most people could probably agree is something we can do. But in 2016, they tried to get the verbiage taken out that slavery was legal, and that did not pass. <laughs> not enough people voted for that to pass. Are, are we are we debating on the topic of slavery today, or is this uh, are we supposed to all agree on this? You can disagree all you want. I think it's crazy. <laughs> I just... The fact that it's still we are considered one of the most like anti-slavery states <laughs> and it's still in our fucking constitution that yeah yeah it's you kinda, can have a slave. It's kind of sad cuz it makes me think yeah like they're keeping it on the back burner in case they realize they've made a mistake or, or that, something. That is literally like... one of the people said like the only reason it would still be in the Constitution is if you plan on using it at some point. Yeah, I just want to be. Scary. I just want to be at the, like the party convention when you're coming up with like your your party platform and like you know who's like on the pro slavery ticket. Like who's <laughs> who's out there lobbying for the pro slavery? <laughs> More people than I thought, apparently, because it. I think it's like a, a three fourths vote that it has to like pass for it to be changed, and then it goes to another vote. <laughs> that's pathetic. Let and me it, just say that that's flat out pathetic. That this has not best because then you say that the like we're trying to even just cut out part of the verbiage yeah, like it wasn't even the whole thing the, the the statement is slavery is illegal and so is uh like indentured servitude or something it's a term they use but that is illegal unless punishment for a crime and all the people want to do is let the statement be slavery is illegal Hey, listen. I think it's a great thing to have. We have a lot of we have a lot of dirty streets out there. We need to get these cleaned up. We're paying for these people to just sit in jail, giving them free meals, free college in some states. Okay. Get them out there, get them working. You know what? It's the jail work to freedom program. So you're going yeah. coming from the perspective of free labor. We might as well, you know, use our justice system. You could literally to- have everything you just said without the word slave attached to it. You're right. You're right. 
I think that's when it all comes down to it. Like I think that's the buzzword here is slavery because I think we all agree that putting prisoners into community outreach programs is a good idea. It helps the community and gives them something to do. I agree. But calling them slaves, <laughs> that yeah. might be where a lot of people draw the line. I just want to put the disclaimer out there. I am not pro-slavery. I'm not. Hey, no, that's you not know. what you're saying, but, but go on. Talk to my lawyer. Again, talk to my <laughs> lawyer. Um, but no, I think was it New York State, I believe, has prisoners make all their license plates. I don't know if you knew that, John. They have I them. They have them what? Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, all of like your New York State like license plates are made by prisoners. Oh, they're made by prisoners. Yeah, I did not know I, that. I don't know if it's slave labor or if they would call it that, but I doubt know, they would call I don't, it that. Do you think they're paying them in jail? Actually, is that a thing? Some prisoners do get paid. It's not very much. It's like pennies on the fucking dollar compared to minimum wage. Do, do yeah, they pay be, them like? Direct deposit or cash uh, so they can buy like Lucy's in the jail or they would get like it's off the books. <laughs> okay, first of all, there is nothing going on in jails that is off the books. Everything's on the up and up. All right. You'd like to think so, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I know so. I've seen the stats. People in jail are trustworthy. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> they said it would take a man thirty-eight years to get out of this prison. Great movie. I had to throw a plug in there. I love Morgan Freeman. Oh, so Dude, someone asked me. If I could do the Morgan Freeman voice, and it was an African-American gentleman, so naturally I passed on that. Like I'm not going to try to do a Morgan Freeman voice as a white man. I just don't have the vocal cords for it. But then afterwards, I, I, I tried it to myself, and I, I think my Morgan Freeman's not too bad. I just imagine you like afraid to do the impression because you're like... Thinking you're going to do like a minstrel show like impression of a black man. Well, see, no, I, the only reason I didn't think – I didn't want to do the impression is because if I botch it, like if someone comes at you and is like, can you do a Morgan Freeman and you fucking botch it? They might not know you're botching it. They might think you're maybe mocking or – But I did learn that I can only do a Morgan Freeman voice when I'm saying words that he has said. I can't, like, do a Morgan Freeman voice with my own words. You can't Morgan Freeman improv. Exactly. Can't do it. I could say, they said it would take a man 38 years to get out of this prison. But I couldn't be like, Blake, walk the dog. It just doesn't work. It doesn't come out right. <laughs> but I do I do have a very good Morgan Freeman when I'm in the, in the zone. Okay, just one more thing about Morgan Freeman here. I mean, we're a little off topic from your, your thinking we're drinking topic. I thought this but was not a religious if program. If he was younger, he'd be in my gay top five. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just think about for a second the fact that Morgan Freeman has been, you know, one of the profound actors when it comes to playing the role of God. I mean, think about that. What an honor. What other well, actors not, have played the role of God as more than he has? Let's not forget, also, in the Batman movie, when he was given the power of God and was man <laughs> enough to say, no one should have this power. I'll do it. Right. But I'm not happy about it. I mean, what an honor. Just, I just type your name in. <laughs> Lucius Fox. I, that it, it just stuck out to me. wrote cancer Batman voice. <laughs> I get why like you have to do it. But Christian Bale really sounded like he fucking smoked a pack of cigarettes before each fucking recording. <laughs> and yeah, isn't he, it great that he's the best Batman of our lifetimes? I mean, I don't know. Do you, Michael Keaton does exist. Val Kilmer exists. I mean, they're all they're all great in their own right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you didn't mention George Clooney. I'm just going to throw that out there. I I knew there was another one. I just couldn't think of it. <laughs> but Michael Keaton's Batman was great. And I a lot of people don't like the Val Kilmer Batman, but I loved it. I enjoyed them all. I'm a, you know, movie kind of source, so I, I I'll watch it, you know. Not I my like, favorite. And I've heard this point been brought up by uh, Brendan Schaub on podcasts. I was cool with the cartoony versions of Batman, like when they had Robin go, "Holy rusty metal, Batman." And yes. he was literally standing on holy rusty metal. Yes. <laughs> like I loved that. You weren't going to get that kind of jokes from Christian Bale's Batman. He no. legit said, "If Robin's in here, I don't want to deal with that gay shit. <laughs> That's why Robin wasn't in the movies. Because Christian Bale thought it was too homoerotic. Oh, wow. Now, he really? was in the movies. They snuck him in as, you know, fucking uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. That's why there wasn't Dark Knight 4. <laughs> I, I mean, and also because they signed a contract for three movies, and they did three movies. Hmm. Possibly. Possibly. That's fair. Torch. Yes. What are you thinking about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. It's something very, very dear to me, the topic of music. And what about music that I've been thinking about is specifically what types of genres of music motivate you and make you ready and prepared for a certain circumstance. And I think for a lot of people that this is going to be related to working out and fitness, but I don't want to restrict it to that. I just want to know what types of music gets you going and why i'm gonna start off with a song that i listened to on repeat before every single football game my freshman year it's a controversial band i don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of nickelback oh yes but big fan a huge fan i love i want to be a rock star i exactly but from their silver side up album never again which is also the name of a kelly clarkson song i love but never again on repeat got me so fucking jacked for games and it was literally a song about a woman being fed up with being abused so she shoots the dude oh wow and it gets me fucking pumped okay uh, I just have a question, John. Is this open platform? Are we are we talking about genres? This are we is, talking about specific songs, bands? Well, no, I, I went specific on the song because I'm a very uh, repeat it type of individual. Like I can listen to the same song over and over, and that's what I did because I had an MP3 player that had one song on it. But I think his point was genre. Like, do you listen to Slipknot when you're trying to run on the treadmill? Yeah, or you can get you, as specific as you want. You like I just a, wanted to man say it in general just to get the, the ball rolling, but you can take it whatever direction you feel. Gotcha. So I, I would probably say what gets me pumped up is, especially as a recovering functioning alcoholic, sitting at the bars, and you got, was it uh, AMI accounts and whatever, the touch tunes? The touch tunes. You know, you can play anything you want, and you can play it right from your phone. No one knows you're playing it. And I used to love playing old music, man. I would play American Pie, sing that, Billy Joel, those are good Elton John, anything yeah. by those guys. Um, you go back to Frank Sinatra, and one of my all-time favorites, Marty Robin. Oh, yeah. Old-time country from the 50s. You play that, he's playing, like, Western. Speaking of old-time country, whenever people nowadays say like popular country is not real country i want them to listen to 1950s country and tell me if that's the same thing you grew up with in the 90s it's not yeah like no it's very country different. is so different than what it originally was but people stand 
that their version of country is the right version of country. I mean, that's that's how all music is, though. I mean, I think we just we credit it to country in particular because it's kind of molded into pop music nowadays. What's what's the music award that they give Let out? Let me put the it Grammy? this way. So isn't Marty Robbins, didn't he win some of the most or one of the most awarded I, Grammy? I believe he has at least 10 Grammys. He is an unknown artist, though, by a lot of people in uh, the modern age. I'm going to need you to say that name again because I don't know him. His name is Marty Robbins. His most famous album, at least from my recollection, is called the Gunfighter Ballads, and he told he tells like stories. Oh, so like some like, yeah, like some of his songs are like McCain ten minutes like, long. Can you give us a line from one of his songs that uh, could you, you really just like? Just give me like a whole chorus. Pref- preferably sing it, but out in the southwest of Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm and already a fan. That's like one line from probably an eight minute song, and he t- he doesn't. Re- there's no chorus, or almost no chorus. There's a chorus, but I mean, there has to be a chorus. He's a storyteller singer. His, yeah, in some of his songs, there's no chorus. It's actually it's incredible the memory on this man if he performed those songs in front of people. Yeah, for them being that long, yeah. I'd... But hey, going back to the hey, main hey, topic, comedians go up there and talk for fucking an hour. All right. This is true. This is true. But they have breaks. They have breaks. <laughs> but I was going to say, you should have seen the reaction you get on people's faces when you're sitting there drinking whiskey and you got some really depressing music playing. They just, they don't mess with you, man. They just, they don't mess with you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can see the, a lot of those classic songs you're saying, Billy Joel, American Pie. I feel like a lot of those songs people have heard and they're in the back of their mind, maybe not like one of their more favorite like types of songs, but when they come on, it usually gets people going. So I will say, I see that. if you do not like classic rock, I don't like you as a person. I don't understand you as a person, as a human being. You must be an alien. It's just, it, it's such a good genre. Like, even if you're not a huge fan, I'm not a huge fan of classic rock. Classic rock is just primal, like, guitar just, hero? All those songs, every Guitar Hero, those are fucking gold. They are. If that doesn't, like, if you can't find at least one classic song, classic rock song to identify with and get you going, you just haven't listened to enough of them. What's your favorite I'm classic rock song? I know you're a big Kiss fan. My favorite take, one? Take Kiss, take Kiss out of it. That's very, very tough. Take Kiss out of it. Oh. What other classic rock song would you say you love? I mean. I I'm coming to you next with this one. I'll have to go. It's classic rock, but it's more in their progressive rock era, I would say, which was early Supertramp. And um, yeah, for them, yeah. Oh, it's so you're giving me such a tough question. I mean, I'll go with. I'll just throw a song out there. Child of Vision. It's a great one. It's catchy, but there's so many others I love. What was? Say that again. Child of Vision is the name of the song. Child of Vision. Yeah. Is it about? A blind child? Not quite. In a sense. I mean, if you're going metaphors, yeah. All right. So who who's that by? That is by Supertramp, one of the great artists that played in that band. His name is Roger Hodgson. I want to give you a shout out. I know you're listening. And it was great seeing you live. Let me tell you, I saw this guy outside of his prime about, uh, it was close to 10 years ago, but sounded phenomenal. Just going to say that. Classic rock holds up. They 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 seem to tour the longest. Oh yeah, Maddie, classic rock song. Give it to me. 
Uh, I would have to go with Pink Floyd. I know that's going to pump up some of our listeners out there, but Comfortably Numb is one of my favorite songs. Again, recovering, functioning alcoholic. <laughs> you know, you got your glass of whiskey, and you just, you know, numb it out, and you listen to that song. You can't tell me you don't enjoy that when you're you know, drunk or high or whatever you people are doing out there nowadays. My number one classic rock song is definitely Woman, and it's for purely misogynistic and sexist reasons. <laughs> I'll tell you, Woman! <laughs> I mean, it's floating your boat, man. It was the first song I perfected on Guitar Hero, <laughs> and every single one of my friends went, Oh, that makes sense. I will say, though, those games did open my eyes to several other bands that I just either didn't realize it was them singing the songs or I didn't know about them at all. And We Were Young, that's a fucking banger of a song. I can't tell you who it was by. I can't remember, but I love We Are Young? When, when We Were Young. And, uh, oh, The Killers. Are yeah, you talking? Oh, okay. Me. Okay. I fucking yeah. love that. It's oh, like that's a great song. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great song. It's a good one. But nowhere near my top five in Guitar Hero songs. Woman, definitely number one. Woman, okay. My my brother played... Uh, what about Witchy Woman by the Eagles, I think, is one. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. I do know that my brother decided that since I was better at Guitar Hero than him, he would just get really good at Dragon Force song, whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like impossible. It goes so fast. Yeah. All he he literally stopped playing every other song besides that because he just wanted to say he had a leg up on me. Was that uh, through the fire and flames? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Fail. Yeah, you gotta, yeah I, I remember. I had a friend that could play that on expert, and it just it was a sight to see. Yeah, he could play that on expert, but literally any other song, no chance. Which you very, would, it seems very odd. It is because you would think like if you train at the highest level, then when I was really good at hard, I could go back to easy and still fucking kill it. But there was, you know, like you had to think a little more. Well, no, think about that changeup. Think about like baseball when you get a, you know, you're used to fastballs, and then somebody gets a changeup. It's like twenty miles per hour slower pitch, and they just. Swing yeah, way it, earlier, you know, unexpectedly. I think that's hey, part of it. I don't know why Taylor Swift just popped up, but that is a fantastic song. <laughs> <laughs> I think the speed in that game was part of it, and then the other part was the um, finger combinations for the notes. So it did change song to song, and, you know, through the fire and flames, it may have had, like, simpler combinations, even though they were very fast, whereas other songs, like, slower but more complicated. Yeah, if you... If you if you could master that first like hard section through the fire and the flames, it was all it was was timing. It wasn't really like skill on anything. You just had to be able to time it out yeah. well. Yep. Like there was other songs where you legit had to make hard hand movements. Yep. Especially back to back, like yeah. awkward uh, movements. Like Sweet Child of Mine. There was a section in that that got really fucking tough when you're on expert. I'm trying to think. Of, I oh, think it was the Iron Maiden song, song that was that was close there at the end. With uh, uh, through fire and flame, run run to the hills probably. I'm thinking that was possibly, one on Guitar Hero. Possibly, it's been a long time since we played the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Only thing I can definitively remember was being offended by the loading screen that said "Real guitarists don't sit down." Fuck you for judging me. <laughs> I'll sit down and play your goddamn game if I want to. Could have been Metallica One as well. Was that, that that was definitely in the game. Yeah, yeah. Was. that was. But a like, very le- tough as one, one of the harder songs. Yep, like one of the, the it was in the one of the last yeah, groupings. The last yep. group. I 
think that uh, Matty Z has something that he wants to talk about while he's drinking his uh, whiskey. Gentleman's Jack, to be specific. It is Gentleman Jack, because I'm a gentleman. You are. So I did want to bring up a topic uh, while I'm drinking. It is the topic of Space Force. Now, I'm sure most of you heard of Space Force. Um, It's hilarious. The reason I'm thinking about it was uh, there was an interview with the president, and he brought it up again, and it reminded me of that topic. And I know there's a a new show coming out uh, based off of the Space Force. And I was just curious why it's such a funny name to everyone. Like, as soon as you say Space Force, everyone just laughs. Like, it's just comical. Now, is it funny because it's something new? Is it funny because it's a stupid name? Are there better names for it? I just wanted to bring it to the group here and maybe discuss that a little bit. I'll tell you exactly why. I think it's funny. It's word association. First thing that pops into my head. When I hear Space Force, I think of the movie Spaceballs. Okay. Did you guys see that one? Oh, yeah. I can see that. Oh, yeah. So so immediately I have a comical just vision of the Space Force. Yeah. Funny bringing that up. I believe we just had like the 30th anniversary of that movie coming out. Oh, really? Great movie. Rick Moranis, you beautiful son of a bitch. Like might be to the day. I, I, I think you're just making that up now. I heard it on the radio. It's got to be true. I did not look this up, too. This is just off my gut, so call it saying. Call it saying. I call it destiny. Call it whatever you want. But now, see, the reason I think Space Force is funny is, and you're right. The when I hear it, I just giggle to myself. But I think it's funny because it's such a perfect name, but it's a ridiculous name at the same time. Like there's no, (laughs) there's nothing else that makes sense. It hits it on the nose. It's very literal. It's to the point. It hits it on the nose. But I think the funny just comes from the fact that everyone's like in space we're gonna be patrolling space it's like it's hilarious but it's also just like the next thing it's something new but it's so futuristic to think about it's just weird but speaking of like that being the perfect name i did do some brainstorming of possible names and may have did some plagiarizing as well from the internet um but i got some other possible names that we could have had we could have had space knots Ooh, that's actually really good a pretty Space obvious one, Coast. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would still make <laughs> what, me laugh. What if yeah, Trump that's... decided, we're going to come out with Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> I feel like Trump would have been like, we're going to be the Guardians of the Blue Orb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we also had Earth Defenders. Is there any, like, I, I see you're reading offline. Is there anything about, like, zero gravity? Like, is there the zero G fighters? No, but that's a good one. Yeah. No, I G- actually these are. Oh, I, just I actually of I have a notes. G Force Gladiators. Wow, that's pretty good. G Force Gladiators. I like that. We have. Uh, I said Earth Defenders, Milky Way Fighters, <laughs> and then the Galactic Star Warriors. Oh, uh, I don't. I cool. don't know if we're at Galactic Star Warriors level yet. Galactic G Force. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of in the very. Uh, like, we would Close. call ourselves the Galactic Star Warriors, and then the real Universal Police would be like, you dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about. I think we need a Space Force does it justice. I would like a more Earth-bound name. You know, just to let everyone know, like, we're protecting Earth, because I don't think we're going to be fighting anyone trying to take over Jupiter. No, we're protecting the U.S. of A. <laughs> <laughs> from only space. there from space only yeah we're in space protecting the u.s 
Yeah. Like if they've got m- missiles going at other parts of the, the the orb, we don't care. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but like if you're going for some small country like <laughs> Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, <laughs> fuck you guys. We don't care about you. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, please your space military. Actually, I believe we have a listener from Kaz- Kazakhstan. So shout out to you. You're cool. We'll defend you from space, but. Only, Everyone else, fuck you. Only you. The rest of like your surrounding... Okay, this is bad. Hey, and this is the weekly shout-out to the dude in France who still has not reached out to us. I want to give you a shirt. I did, don't know why you haven't reached out. Did he or she download again? Yeah, every first person. Every <laughs> single time. I love this. We want to meet you. But I just... Reach out. <laughs> I want to give you... I am offering you free shit. <laughs> Take me up on it. What is so no difficult tricks. about that? No tricks here. Mademoiselle, would you like a shirt? <laughs> okay, first of all, that just got a little... You think all French people talk like that? Like, honestly? Oui, oui, I do. <laughs> now you just sound like Keenan pretending to be that French dude in the tub. Oui, oui, oui. I think the show's on temporary pause. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, French guy. Frenchy. Well, the French guy, yeah, I mean, or girl, we're just very, very happy that we have a consistent listener. Listen, the French are open for business, so whether you're female or male, (laughs) whether you're female or male, we're hitting on you, you know? Yeah. We're into it, okay? We're Americans. (laughs) Take that as it is. That that was demeaning to both the French and Americans (laughs) at the same time. Well, talk to his lawyer. Speak with my lawyer. We are going to try out a new segment today, and it's going to be run by the Human Torch. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, this new segment is going to be called Table Topics. It is a game, or whatever you want to call it. I guess it's a game. But really, the gist of it is it's a box of cards, and on on these cards are going to be different topics to discuss. And I thought it would be just a nice little switch up and we could i could just pick out these cards randomly i swear we haven't looked at these beforehand yeah we uh we're doing this because the champ is in his natural state of florida and we needed something to take our flagship yes. segment over but if you think about it we're in ohio and he's in florida so really we're still doing ohio versus florida yeah i mean because we're winning he's losing yeah he's kind of outnumbered i mean he's got no chance yeah, and coronavirus is spiking there, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Watch which, out. by the way, oh. this was brought up to me by Maddie Z today that coronavirus is spiking everywhere except for where I fucking live. All right? We are still not spiking in Ohio. I want to be free. <laughs> Table topics. Let's go. Here we go. You ready for your first topic, gentlemen? I'll kick it out to you guys, and then I'll answer last. That'll be the structure. What's your... I don't like that one. Nope, we're doing another one. That one was lame, I'll be honest. (laughs) What's your favorite weekend ritual? Getting blackout drunk. (laughs) Okay, do you want to speak a little bit more of that? What makes that your favorite weekend ritual? There's got to be some defining characteristics that separate it from everything else. It's the end of the work week, especially... Now lately, since I've moved to Cleveland and I'm working a job where I get every other weekend off, we come together as roommates, as friends. We just start partying, man. We make noise. We take shots. 
We put down a 30 rack like it's nothing. It's just a good time. We enjoy it. Usually blackout. But you know what? Memories are made somewhere deep inside my brain. I can't remember them, but they're there. I hopefully I'll remember them someday. But that's I'm with you. That's what do like we What ritual. do we like to say? The bus is moving, but nobody's behind the wheel, and that's usually what happens. But you know what? As long as one of our buses has a driver for even part of that time, they can relay all of the memories that the rest of the drivers don't have. And this was not an endorsement for drunk driving. Um, it's just no. a way of describing a If blackout. anything, this is definitely a cry for help <laughs> from, from all of us. So if you, have, uh, if you are an interventionist out there or a better yet, an alcohol counselor, uh, help us. Thank First you. of all, I'm not going to talk to anyone about my alcoholism. I'm just going to open another beer. <laughs> I'm going to but, deal with it like a man. <laughs> my favorite weekend ritual is uh, convincing myself every weekend I'm going to get shit done, but then laying on this couch, hungover all of Saturday, <laughs> not doing anything. <laughs> That's my favorite weekend That's ritual. Right. I feel like our rituals are related. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap here. Maybe I should have passed on this one, too. Like, you don't know how um, many times I tell myself, oh, I'm going to have the episode edited by Friday. But then Monday night at 9 p.m., I'm like, God damn it, I got to get this fucking done. <laughs> it's it's also funny. It's also funny because uh, I act like we wait out t- we wait till the weekends to, like, drinking blackout. But let's be honest here. It happens a couple times a week as well. We have a segment to start our weekly podcast called if we're thinking we're drinking all right we need to go on to the next topic <laughs> starting to feel uncomfortable about no, no, my... what, what's your weekend ritual you didn't tell us he well, likes to was... get drunk i like to pretend i'm not gonna get as drunk as i'm going was... to what do you like unfortunately it's gonna overlap yet again i mean you guys touched upon the main points of it i will say the part i like a lot too is there's no pressure about waking up early usually i like that ritual of being able to just We'll call it sleep, but really it's unconsciousness. <laughs> um, into the uh, into the later hours of the morning. Sometimes that becomes early afternoon. Late afternoon. But, but, but I do enjoy that because it puts my mind at ease as I go into the night thinking, oh, I don't have any care in the world tomorrow. I can just sleep, you know, be lazy in my bed. Yeah, the more brain cells you kill, the more ease your mind can be. Remember that, kids. There you go. Damn right. I think I've killed enough brain cells to make me brain dead. Which, but fun fact, I'm supposed to be brain dead. So fuck you, doctor. When I was six months old, you don't know shit. Listen, I don't know what that doctor was talking about. I have no dream damage at all. Nah. <laughs> What's our next question? <laughs> all right, the next table topic is: What was the best TV sitcom? Ooh, this is a very personal choice here. I want to hear what Maddie Z has to say. I've got an easy answer. All right, I have an easy answer as well. It's Seinfeld. Okay, yep. There's no beat me to it. Hundred percent agree. There's no argument about it. It's the best show ever. I, you know, I grew up in '95. That's when I'm born. That show, late '89, I believe it started till like '98. Every show I've I've watched every episode, and every time I laugh. It doesn't matter if I know the jokes. I wait for the jokes, and I still think they're funny. They're timeless. They're timeless jokes. And there'll never be a show that can compete with it. 
Because in my opinion, the modern age and the cell phone, it's ruined sitcoms. Because there's no there's no debate on anything. You can look up any fact at any time. And Seinfeld still had that golden like era just before technology hit that way. And there's something beautiful about that show, and it is it is great. I love it. It's my favorite sitcom. I'll add to it because I 100% agree. What makes that show beautiful to me is the observational humor. It's the little things that they point out, and the writers were brilliant. I think Larry David was one of them. I think Seinfeld helped to write a little bit. And yes. To- uh, just so you know, <coughs> if a stand-up comic is the main character on a show, they are helping the writing. Yeah, I, I'd figure, but I was just trying to remember, yeah. And then... They're, so yeah, the observational humor for sure, and just their commentary on different social etiquettes that we take for granted, but when they put it under a microscope, it's just hilarious. It really is. It's bizarre some of the like systems and that we come up with from scratch, and and it's great because that kind of observational humor is really timeless, and that's that's what I love about it. Yeah, because it's about human nature, really. Like a lot of it, it will it won't go away or anytime soon, at least. So it always applies. I'm gonna throw my opinion in the ring. I I wanted to wait till you guys got done sucking Seinfeld's dick. We love you, Jerry. It's a big dick. Do you know that for sure? Have you seen I it? I mean, he's Jewish. Uh, it's a billion dollar dick. That's all I know. Probably clean at the very least. My thing is, I agree with you, Seinfeld is right up there with the greatest sitcoms ever, but I... Not right up there, it's number one. Can can you let me fucking talk? Alright, go ahead. Thank you very much, I appreciate you being that nice. I think there's actually three sitcoms that are the same show, but just kind of changed for the times. And that is Seinfeld, Friends... And How I Met Your Mother. I believe they are all essentially the same show. Oh, don't don't even open up that can of worms. I, I can't speak to How I Met Your Mother because I couldn't get through a single episode of that show. But as far as Friends, uh, I mean, you Friend. fall in love with the characters. I will say that. That's what Friends has. But it's it's a different kind of humor. It's not like everyday humor. It's more it, it, topics. There's you know. a lot of everyday humor, and I don't know if anyone heard that, but we just might have gotten shot at. <laughs> Maybe it's it's that time of year you get all the fireworks going. the The idea of a group of friends who all live near each other and congregate into the same spot every day is the premise of all three of those. You could say the jokes are different, have different levels of humor, but the premise of the show at the core is a group of friends interacting with everyday life while almost exclusively staying with that group of friends. A lot of that I agree with. I'll even say all of that I agree with, but I'll throw in... The one caveat then that which came first, Seinfeld, bam, they copied him. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. Like every every show is at this point has to be based on another show. There's no yeah. we're 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 way past the idea of original I, ideas. I just think they were revolutionary though with that that show. That's why. Yes and no, but I I, I do agree most sitcoms are building off of one another obviously i said i can't speak to how i met your mother but between friends and seinfeld i would see a similarity is that you've fallen in love with the characters but with friends you're kind of just watching them go through life together and the things that friends do and like 
growing up. But Seinfeld, you're not really watching them grow. You're watching them do the same things over I, and over I, again. I agree with you know? that. Like the, there's more character development, especially like Joey. If you watch Friends from the first episode to the last, Joey's character is completely different. And that's what it means. Seinfeld, their characters don't really change. No, no matter what, and like how I met your mother life is thing also happens. Very big on character development. Yeah, nothing, too. nothing changes about their characters, which right. is what. I think I fall in love with. And they even emphasize it at the end of the show, which I love how they have the episode where they're on trial yeah. Oh, yeah. for basically being who they are and all the things that they've done throughout all the, the seasons and everything. And yeah, that I think that's the, one of the points they're trying to get at is people can change, but at their core, a lot, a lot of times you are who you are. Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole basis for house. People yeah. don't change. <laughs> that's all he says for seven fucking seasons yeah. is people don't change they are who they are and every single time he proves it through cancer i will say that show house was a great show and it's been forgotten in the past <laughs> few years like it was obviously highly rated when it was uh, out it but was, it's not rewatched. at least i don't hear people talk about it a lot my impression is it got overshadowed by Grey's Anatomy. I look at that show as I, the competitor. I would of say House is a thousand times better show than Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But there gets to a point where Grey's Anatomy is no longer good. I, think, I stopped watching it. I think just popularity-wise, I'm going off of. House, not, not necessarily that I... Yeah. House, even the later seasons that a lot of people may say were no longer the essence of House, like it changed a lot and they weren't focusing on the same things... But I still would watch every single fucking episode of it. Yeah. After, and Grey's Anatomy has lasted longer. But I feel like House, like you said, while people may not talk about it, is just a much more fun watch every single episode. Yeah, absolutely. And you notice that with a lot of shows, they don't know when to go out on top. You see that all the time. They start to become like a soap opera. Well, I mean, they get you know. There's a reason soap operas are on when they're on TV. Because they can play whatever the hell they want to play on TV, and nobody's going to watch it anyways. So might as well keep the same shit shows on. You know You know what might be the greatest soap opera? And most people will not think it's a soap opera, but if you really think about it, it is Smallville. Ooh, Smallville yeah. is a soap opera for men. Uh, the Walking Dead. I've never really gotten to Walking Dead. It does have a lot of storylines. It's a soap opera at this point. There's no, there's no like ending in sight. It's, it's just gonna tell the story of the zombie apocalypse forever. At this point, the the way yeah. I can best describe that Smallville is a soap opera for guys is the fact that Lex Luthor, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, I think was the actor. He was no longer on the show, so they killed him, and then a season later they brought him back as like a guy in a van where they never show you his face. But there's nothing more soap opera-ish than someone dying or being so in a switch, coma. To switch the actor. And then coming back. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. That there's is very nothing true. nothing more soap opera-ish than that. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but Dude. speaking of uh, – sorry, one last thing. If you're into soap operas, telenovelas. I don't care I've if you – I've always wanted to get into it. I don't care if you can speak Spanish or not. These shows are the most entertaining <laughs> shows you will ever see. High energy. Complete opposite of American <laughs> soap operas. 
So my, my mother used to watch these all the time. And she called them her stories. Please tell me she called them her she stories. She did. She did. She did her stories. She used to record them and have to watch them. And, you know, you come into the room, and it's just the worst acting. The absolute worst kind of acting. Just, like, fake crying, screaming. Oh, my God. It's it's so bad. But it it's hilarious. But you can't look it's away. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, you have to watch it. You have to watch it and think, wow, people think this is, like, good acting and good TV. That's how I felt when I watched, uh, like, Sam Sue the Hourglass, so are the days of, days of our lives. That's uh, – my aunt watches that. And it has an actor from Blue Mountain State, the quarterback. <laughs> he is in Days of Our Lives. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and, like, I saw him, and I was just like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my god! And I love Blue Mountain State. That was a great show. But I would never say that the acting in Blue Mountain State <laughs> no. was top level. <laughs> no, it was just the comedy. That was at, like, what, the hit of Spike TV? Yeah. TV for men, dicks, balls, woman. Dude, I remember when Spike TV was like, it was switching from whatever channel it was to Spike TV. They did a, uh, like a whole weekend run through of all the Friday the 13th movies. And I don't know why they chose to do that, but like that was their transition from whatever they were to the man network. I want to say it was like uh, TNN. I can't remember. I want to say it was TNN because it was related to TNT and Tim Turner. Right, something. I think you're onto something. I think Spike there. TV was like bought it out or something. I I know that Spike TV also made Pamela Anderson a superhero in a cartoon, which I was not allowed to watch because <laughs> there was big old anime titties. Yeah. I remember watching Baywatch as a kid. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I never got into it. No, never. Like I, the most I ever watched a Baywatch was the beginning like credits where they're all running in slow motion, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, good show. That's yeah, when I discovered. I it's when I discovered erections, but at the time I thought it meant I had to pee. <laughs> I discovered the learning erections curve of life because of Cinemax that. After Dark. I can lie. I was like, wow, look at this. I'm really full. I got to pee. <laughs> there must be a lot of pee in there. <laughs> it's the thought of a about, kid. I don't know. It's about I didn't out. figure out masturbation for like another 10 years. So. <laughs> I totally get you because I once thought I was growing a third nipple. And I kept it to myself for an aggressively long amount of time. <laughs> I just had some growth that I was like, well, guess I'm getting another nipple. This is, this is my life now. <laughs> Looking back, it was probably an ingrown hair. But <laughs> I was convinced Blake has a third nipple. All what right. else we got? Any other questions? Want me to rip another topic out here? I think we should do one more. We've gone right. long, but we can do another. Okay. I really want to pick a good one here randomly. <laughs> That now. No, nope. I'm very picky with these topics. I'm sorry. Literally 75 fucking cards. What was your favorite birthday dinner when you were young? Oh, I'm going to tell you my least favorite fucking birthday because the only thing that saved it was that my mom took me and my friends out for ice cream cake to the local Dairy Queen afterwards. But I was super excited to see The Village on my birthday. And I don't know if you know anything about the movie The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. But it is the worst fucking trash of a film to waste <laughs> on your fucking birthday. I'm not, I I've heard of it. So, I, don't, I don't think I've seen it. So upset. I legit stomped out of the movie theater. because <laughs> You were that disappointed. I was like, I was so excited to see this. I made my mom buy like six kids fucking tickets. <laughs> and then you're just going to say, oh. It's a village that happens to be near a highway, and no one fucking noticed the highway. No one noticed that there's a 
highway less than two miles from your goddamn wooden village? Are you shitting me? That is the yeah, worst plot device I've ever fucking heard of. That's that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Like sad. you're telling me, not once a helicopter flew over there. <laughs> like just a fucking news helicopter. What just is this happened to be tribal there. village doing there? Like, God, it's so such a bad premise for a fucking movie. I'm I'm getting heated. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about birthday dinners. I blacked out for a little bit, but um. <laughs> You know, hey, I don't, it's not the weekend. That's yet. tough for me because when I think of a kid, I think like five to like nine. Yeah, and I I can't remember Wait, a big. Is that when you were working? Five to nine. Nine two five. Dolly Parton on the streets, <laughs> working it, working it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, probably starting when I was five. I used to go to McDonald's every year with my godfather, estranged godfather. He's no longer. You don't hear that a lot, estranged godfather. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. He's no longer in the picture, but oh, okay. Um, we used to go together. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm so, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but like, at one point he was trusted to be a godfather, and then your parents were like, you lost that privilege. Well, it, it really you what didn't it get touched, did you? what it what it was is I'm the youngest of five, so you kind of you ran out of good candidates unless you're trying to go for repeat Godfathers. So first of all, I did think that was how they did it. I thought like once you picked a Godfather, they were the Godfather for all your kids. No, 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 no. It's it's that, for each one. A lot of responsibility. No, you pick a different one. No, I mean I would assume like. If you had one godfather, that just makes more sense because if the parents die, then the kids don't get split up you, to fucking five uh, different people. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying. That there. makes sense, yeah. But, but you know, modern on, let's, times. Let's, modern let's hear times. About how he lost his godfather status. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna, he just he cheated on my aunt, got divorced, and all that. But okay. that's a that's a story for not the podcast. Um, he wasn't setting a good example. No, he wasn't. Derek no. certainly wasn't. But we used to go out for McDonald's every year on my birthday. That was kind of Happy the tradition. Meal. So starting when I was five, and this, you know, it's impressive nowadays, but it was really impressive when I was five. I used to take down a 20-piece chicken nugget meal, a large one, large fry, wow. large five. milkshake at like five. Hey, that I'm, is just, a lot. I'm just going to interrupt this real quick because our podcast is, uh, our Instagram page is officially been trolled. And that's a, <laughs> that's a good, that's, that is a, a moment in time. That's a step in the right yeah. direction. That is, that is a good sign when... I posted a picture of Maddie Z getting his whiskey ready, and now I'm being trolled saying, you can make $1,000 real quick. No, $10,000. No catches. Wow. Let me know as soon as possible. I'm going to have to message this person. But anyways, back to what we were saying. Are you sure that's not directed towards me? Because um, I'm the one drinking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's directed towards me because I'm the boss. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but I sign your paycheck. That's well, not true. I, think I, don't, I don't pay anyone. Well, you, you, the past you, better get, you better get signed in. <laughs> Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh yeah, birthday dinners. Yeah, we're getting way off topic. Um, so yeah, McDonald's was was the one I did every year. That, but if I that, had what a white trash thing to say. But so that what's was, your favorite birthday dinner? McDonald's. No, you gotta understand. This was not. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm a little white trash. Big deal. You know, that was more. I, of... I, 
I, so I went I, to CeCe's for a couple of birthdays. So it was I more like, of a McDonald's brunch. It I was like a birthday Mc, brunch. I like okay? McDonald's. I like PBR. Breakfast. It was whatever. a birthday brunch. For dinner, we got pizza because I love pizza. All right. Like Buffalo it. pizza. Yes. Good pizza. Not this Ohio shit. Nothing. nothing I mean, if you ask the champ, Youngstown pizza is the – and actually a lot of people from Youngstown think Youngstown pizza is the only good pizza. Yeah. And well. I – you can judge me, Youngstown, but your pizza's just pizza. It's not that great. Oh, there we go. Wow. It's just Even uh, Wedgwood? Is it's that the one Champ pizza. talks about? I've, there's only one pizza that I hold in higher regard than any other pizza, and it's when I was working a temp job in a factory, and one of the drivers brought some pizza from Canton. And, you know, the reason I love it is it was the most – uh, visually, like, appealing pizza I've ever fucking seen. Very clean, not really too greasy. Very clean. Pepperoni was all in order. It... I wanted it to give me a blowjob. Wow. Was how good it looked. Wow. And That's powerful pizza. How would that work? And you just fold it and, you know, get... Yeah, you can, you can wrap anything around that thing. Sounds more like a hand job. Well, I mean, it's only I, I would only be able to use one piece because otherwise I would just be too big. But <laughs> anyway, humble brag. Best? No, no, no. That was the opposite of humble brag. I just said I couldn't use a whole piece of the masturbate. I would only be able to use a slice. <laughs> I heard it differently. It's fine. <laughs> it apparently was a twenty-nine dollar pizza. It better be fucking good for just pepperoni. Now, was That's, it the flat pepperoni, or was it the traditional? Is that what it's called, the little cup pepperonis? Oh, uh, traditional spicy cup in buffalo uh, uh, oh, churn yeah, cup. Buffalo. What do you call it? Churn cup, I believe. Okay. Does, I can remember the term. Does buffalo have, like, a specific style pizza? Like, yeah. I know it's, there's New York style, uh, but does buffalo It's about have... a mid-sized uh, thickness pizza, so it, it's on the thicker side because it's not New York style. I'd say overall. And it's got a well, sweeter, yeah. sweeter sauce. Sweeter sauce is a signature. And then it's called the cup and char pepperoni is really what they're known for, I would say. Um, so it, it can be very greasy, cheesy sweet sauce a very filling so like one slice of buffalo pizza is probably equivalent to three new york slices i would, I say. would say so yeah filling one not not like chicago deep dish though no no it's in between the two for, yeah. let me help let me help i can help i can help let me help what can you do i don't know i mean i may not be very tall but i'm slow quarterback was all fucking hug it chug it football and now sports going to move on to sports now we are we're kind of running a little long here so we'll try to run through the sports it, it, it'll be easy to run through the sports topics because we're not actually informed on any of it we know nothing about we're, sports ladies and gentlemen we, let's but face we're it, we know nothing over. about nothing but we're just gonna oh wait nothing about anything but i made a uh, i made a very powerful statement on a previous podcast that I didn't think baseball was going to happen this year because I didn't think that the players would bend over and let the MLB fuck them in the ass, but that's exactly what they did. Speaking yeah. of that, can you make a powerful statement that I'm not going to make a million dollars this year? 
uh, Matty Z has absolutely no chance of increasing his tax bracket this year. Wow, that's wow. even that's a bold prediction. Bold prediction. So baseball, sixty games. The start date is near July twenty fourth. Haven't <laughs> like, even don't know settled how, on that. I don't know how you have a, a set plan that you're gonna say that there's gonna be a season, but you're not sure exactly when the start date. Is. Uh, that's, yeah. I feel like that would have been numero uno in the discussion. At but, least early on in the talks. Yeah, I mean, you would think, like, at the end of the day, whenever you're discussing something, the f- the first thing you should decide is, when are we going to start this something? <laughs> like, it's... It, they are acting like how I did with getting this podcast started. <laughs> oh, if I buy microphones, at some point I'll record a podcast. It's not like me doing any kind of schoolwork back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'll start eventually. Like, the day before it's due. I still... It's gonna... like, what, what day they say they're starting? Uh, around. around July 24th. Yeah, they're like July 23rd. They're like, hey guys, we're going to have a baseball game. Anyone want tickets? <laughs> MLB is going to be the scalpers out there. They'll be like, yeah, yeah anyone, anyone, well, take see, it. See, that's the thing. They're not going to be allowing live audiences, right? So, I I actually didn't look into They didn't I don't say think for sure? I, don't, I wouldn't imagine. Did they ever have live audiences? <laughs> baseball is actually well, really... like You can enjoy football... And you can enjoy basketball at home, but baseball is much more of a in-stadium yeah. thing. I did, I, I did want to watch a Cleveland Indians game this year, and I'm very disappointed. New callback here. Yeah. Prior when, episode, I said I will be disappointed this summer. Can't take Matty Z to his first Indians game. Yeah, then I got called out for saying, I think, "Exactly." There we go. Now it's coming back. I brought it back. McKenna, I would like to take you to a Indians game as well. And by the way, McKenna, if you don't ever hear this message, we'll know. All right? <laughs> That's we'll true. know that you're not listening. You said you've been listening. We'll find out. <laughs> so are you are you guys excited about the fact baseball's back? Or is it just... I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's way past its prime to me. <sighs> It's past its prime. I've always been pretty indifferent with professional baseball. I grew up playing the sport, but for watching it, it's just not something I really get behind. I'm, yeah. I've never been excited about watching baseball ever. Yeah. I did play it. I was awful at it, though. But I will say the problem with baseball, in my viewpoint, is they're so good at what they do. They're so good at what they do, and most of the time it's low-scoring games. So, I will say unless you played the game and you have that appreciation for what they're doing, yeah. you know, hitting, it's really not that entertaining. Hitting is the hardest individual thing oh, that yeah. you can do in any sport. I agree. I agree completely. But yep. it's you really have to know what you're watching to be entertained by. You can't just be a guy that Yeah, like you can watch football and you can be like, "Oh, he ran right." Yeah, yeah you, get, you get a feeling of excitement Baseball, even if you don't you see, know why. You see the pitch come and you see the guy miss and you're like, wow, that guy sucks. It's like, almost, and you don't realize no, like, like, that oh, ball's no, coming 100 miles per hour. He knows that dude can't hit a curveball, yeah. so he's throwing curveball that, after curveball. That or the fact, once you understand that like it doesn't even matter how quick you react and how athletic you are, you are deciding what that pitcher is throwing, what type oh, of when ball. Oh, when their arm's behind them. Yes. <laughs> There's no changing it. Like, oh, it's a curveball. No, it doesn't happen. Only, only, you know. I will say the very best hitters can do that. Like Manny Ramirez, he was a next level fucking. Yeah, they hitter. could because you could really like 
study the pitcher's motion and break it down. It, very difficult, though. I Just would say, like, the only, way- only the elite hitters of all time would be able to really tell that. Yeah, and the only way I can describe, like, how good of a fucking hitter that, like, Manny Ramirez was, and there's been other hitters at his level, but, like, he literally could not give a fuck about the rest of the game. He didn't give a shit. He just knew, I'm going to go up there, and I'm just going to be better at the plate than any fuck anyone else. Yeah. Like, he walked off the field mid-fucking play before. Like, it's definitely a sport where you can become a specialist. At, you know, it's every position, you're, I, you're I a specialist. Like, the designated hitter is not ever really the best hitter on a team. Like, you have the designated oh, yeah, hitter, but they're... No. they're they don't usually have the highest average. No. They don't have the highest on-base percentage. I look at them as they're they're a filler player that's good enough to be a part of the team, but they don't quite beat out anybody else on defense, and so they're, they're there as like a filler player almost. Like, I will say David Ortiz, though, for the Boston Red Sox. They could have big impact still. Yeah. DH. Oh, yeah. But you're right. It's like... Fucking Casey Blake. Like, Casey Blake was a uh, he was slotted for the Indians in like a power lineup. He was near the bottom, yeah. But his stats, if you were just to take his like hitting stats, weren't that much worse than the DH. Yeah. And he was like a right fielder slash first baseman. Like they just found a way to make him be on the field. Right. A DH, you kind of. Like, especially in the National League, because there is no such thing. Like, a DH just... That position was made to be like, all right, well, hitting's hard, and he's good at it, so let's find a way to make him hit. Yep. It's not like, oh, he's actually good at baseball. Right. It's it's usually not like, oh, he's so good at hitting, we need to slot him in here. Sometimes that's the case. More often than not, I think it's, yeah, just to fill in. I Complete the lineup. And this... People who watch baseball are probably going to disagree with me a lot about this, but a DH, more often than not, is just slated for, you know, 30 home runs. They don't care about on-base percentage. They don't care about RBIs. I I mean, home runs are tied into RBIs. But I I think the DH position is more of a power hitter position than a skill hitter position. Yeah. Because, like, the le- the leadoff hitter is the one that you want to have the most versatility as far as, like... He'll find a way to get on the base. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking Ichiro Suzuki had the weirdest fucking, like, runoff as he <laughs> hit the ball. I don't know how you can fucking pull that off to where you can be running towards first base as you're hitting the ball to left field. <laughs> he got it done. We're going to move on to basketball. For a short moment here, because I think that people don't get enough credit as athletes for being humans. And Trevor Ariza did the most honorable thing, in my opinion. He's giving up millions of dollars to have custody of his kid. Because his kid, he was supposed to be watching or have custody of his kid during the same time that the whole NBA playoffs and everything's supposed to be restarting. And he's choosing to be a good father 
instead of furthering his career. And I think that is super commendable. Like, I get why, if anyone has any reason to not play basketball at the sports complex, like you're afraid of coronavirus, whatever. But I think doing it just to be a good dad is the best thing anyone could fucking do. When it comes to basketball, I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't know who Avery Bradley is. He thinks that he created like board games or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, listen, what what is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar up to? That's what I want to know. Uh, he is up to being a very tall, skinny man. Accurate. <laughs> My my dad saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like earlier this year and goes, "Oh, that man's sick. That man's sick. He's not healthy." <laughs> Have you never seen Kareem Abdul? He's not changed. He does. He's looked gangly his whole life. He's always looked kind of ill or jaundiced. I would put it. It's not a him being a a tall, thin man's not a surprise. No, not at all. But so what? Torch missed when he went to the bathroom was a weird, awkward silence where I gave Trevor Ariza a bro job for being a great dad, and mm. then I just got stared at by Maddie Z. <laughs> so, Torch, do you have anything to add to the NBA lockout and how some players are choosing not to play? How do you feel about that? I know you went on a rant oh. on a podcast before that if you're a player, you should just play. You should just play. You should. You should want to just win. You, you're a co- professional competitor. Damn it! Just go in there and win the game. So, how do you feel? Did you hear what I said about Trevor Ariza? No. He is not joining like the playoff system, whatever, in Orlando. Okay. Because he was supposed to be having custody of his kid. Oh. So instead of quarantining and playing basketball, he's choose dad watch his kid. Do you excuse that? Uh, all right, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the softy in me out. Yes, I can make an excuse for that. You know, I'm I'm gonna for someone trying to be a fatherly or a family figure, of course, in these kinds of circumstances, especially when the timing of the games and all that has been thrown off from what it usually is. I can of course get behind that, and I think it's a it's a move that I would be proud to call that man my dad. <laughs> I would love for you to tell Trevor Ariza, hey, daddy, I love you. <laughs> I mean, I would. And, and you better call him daddy. So what do we need to know, Maddie? All right, folks, we're going to cover a couple topics. Uh, I think I'm going to start uh, this time by reading all of the headlines of what. So the first one is really bizarre things are happening all over the globe. As if you didn't know this, because it's year 2020 and the fucking world's ending. But first story is we have locusts eating more acres of wheat than humans could in about a month and about a day so what you're telling us is we're having one of the biblical signs of the plague that's yes what I was thinking, that's exactly uh, what i'm telling you <laughs> okay well the timing seems about right given everything else so we have the locusts okay is the one thing we have now we earthquakes haven't, we haven't come up with some kind of pesticide to deal with those things yet I mean, they've been around since the when the Bible, you know, stories happened, and we still haven't come up with something. I mean, we also haven't figured out how to handle gators. Yeah, well, you're running a zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a problem solved. That is that is probably the best plan I've ever heard for dealing with a gator attack. Quick, so 
Quick stat about the locusts. In approximately one square kilometer, they can have up to 40 million insects. In which one day consumed pastures equivalent to what 2,000 cows or 350,000 people eat. I think we got to bite the bullet for once. And wait, just wait, 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 hold on. on. Read, read, how many cows? Uh, 2,000 cows. So one kilometer of highly dense locusts can eat as much as 2,000 cows? Uh, yes, that that's pretty messed up. There's 40 million in, in that I one. I mean, I, I get 40 so, million they're insects. They're all pretty small. I get that. I know. But just 2,000 cows? The cows are not small. All right, let's no. do the math. How many locusts per cow is that? Listen, we're not doing that. <laughs> We'll be here all day. Come on. I'm a math major. I'm just curious. <laughs> yep. no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. Because then I'm trying to picture a cow 40 million, covered in locusts. 40 million, right? How many zeros is that? Numbers. Nine, I think, right? Yeah. We're going to 40 million. Would uh, be uh, nine digits. One, two, five, So it'd be six, four, seven, zero, eight, zero, zero. Divided zero. by 2,000, right? Yeah. 2,000? Oh, I think you put. 200,000 locusts. Equal one cow? Per cow. Wow. I still feel like 200,000 locusts should not be able to eat as much as a cow. No, it was Maybe 40, we missed the I zero believe it was there. 40 million locusts. So we might have yeah, missed the oh, zero. 2,000 cows. Yeah. So 200,000 locusts would be one cow. So how many locusts per... Oh, 200,000 locusts per cow? Yeah. I think we missed the zero. I think it's 20,000. I don't 20, know. I mean, that's, that's a lot of locusts, man. It's like... I don't know. I'm just imagining how much a fly could eat in a day. <laughs> Pretty much flies puke up most of what they eat. Yeah. Eh, possibly, but you can imagine that many locusts might take up the exact amount of time or is space of a cow. So why couldn't they consume as much what, as a what, cow, if not what's more? What's the size of a locust? Like, are are we talking like? I think these are like, a lot closer to these a are like, cricket. These or are, are they grasshoppers. Like size cicada. of grasshopper. By the way, have you guys ever have you guys ever dealt with cicadas before? You ever had to deal? With I know they're loud. Those are the ones that right? make the uh, noise in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are literally just beacons going. It's hot outside. Ah! Yeah, they're annoying. <laughs> I hated them because I I used to do two days for football, and that's the oh, hot that's all you heard. days. Oh, all that's you all you heard. Yeah. You're just like I get it. I'm sweating like a pig out here. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. Yep. So in other natural disasters on the world, we had a uh, 7.4 earthquake in Mexico, killed five people, shook buildings. Oh. Wait, wait. 7.4 and it only killed five people? Yeah. I mean, isn't 10 the highest? Yes. So 7.4 is 7.4 is, is about the biggest you'll see. It really is. So, like if you That's a an 8.0 an 8.0 earthquake is probably a once in a 100 year event. Yeah, that's the kind so of thing where that. California slides further into They know the how to handle their earthquakes where they belong. That's There we do have some California listeners don't take that seriously view. Well, Maddie Z may fuck. I don't know how. I don't hate anybody. I love everybody. Lying. I hate he people. A I just liar. Want, I just want you to be an island by yourself. In other news, more adults than ever live with parents or grandparents. A record 32 million Americans, adults, were living with their parents or grandparents in April. Now that could be due to coronavirus and loss of jobs and whatnot. But think about that. You it's, move away from your parents. You get out of the house, and then. They come back into your place. They pull me back in. Yeah, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. You could say it's due to coronavirus, but I think it's due to higher house prices with jobs not paying as well comparatively. Okay. Like, jobs aren't paying you more money, but the property prices are going up. 
Gotcha. So, like, it costs more to own a house relative to, like, say, in the 1930s, you could own a... It still was a lot of money to own a house, but the proportions of what you make and what the house costs were a lot closer. Yeah, Yeah, so I definitely read that wrong. That was kids moving back with their parents or grandparents, not grandparents moving back. Oh, I know why that's happening. It's just greater family love. (laughs) Everybody's feeling the love out there, and I, I think it's wonderful. Families coming back together. Yeah, the kind of families where, you know, like maybe someone's afraid to admit they're on a podcast. In this article, it says landlords have a problem that family meetings can't solve lost rent. World's, oh, sm- world's smallest violin for the renters. The, uh, <laughs> the, the landlords. Just, Nobody cares. Sorry. You literally just said family meetings don't cause more money to exist. <laughs> no shit. I, I can't just sit around and talk money into existence. Uh. Which, actually, there are people that do that. Thank you, Tony Robbins. But we got his, most people one of his don't books. have that skill. I have one of his books right here. Have you read it? Have you fucking no. opened it? No. Didn't fuck it. I thought the money would just transfer, you know, right in the air to me. I think, uh... And the final news story of the day before you uh, move forward. <laughs> um, we have this coming from Mother Russia. First Ooh. ever contract for tourist walk in outer space is signed. That's uh, from the Russia Space Corporation. Wait, wait. Run that by me again? Because it sounds like someone just signed up to walk in space. Walk in space, yes. A tourist. A tourist. So, How rich are they? Like, is this like someone who works at McDonald's signing up uh, for this, or is okay. this a CEO? Venture is set for 2020. There Do they need to use the word tourist? Here. I think that's a little excessive. Of course, you're going to be not from there visiting there. Nobody's been yet, right? I mean, I mean other than the astronauts. They're not calling them space for tourists. Space Force tourists. <laughs> okay, yes. What, what would be a cool name for a space tourist? Hmm. I wanted to say, like, astronautist, but that hmm. doesn't have a good ring to it. If you were a space tourist, Maddie, National Lampoon Space Vacation. Oh, that could be a good <laughs> Chevy Chase is still alive. Get him out there. He's also apparently a huge asshole <laughs> from all accounts. Listen, when you're good at what you do, that's all that matters. I have heard that before. Community, I heard that a lot. Yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but bad things about Chevy Chase. <laughs> and I, I think he's a great actor. I think he's a hilarious human being. But apparently his ego is massive. Funny enough, complete opposite of Bill Murray. Comedian of a similar time period. Everyone loves Bill Murray. Say the guy who goes and parties with college guys. Oh, dude. And Red there's voice. always the story of where like he does things and then looks at people and go, no one will fucking believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that... Is the greatest fucking bit ever. <laughs> like, I've read things where, like, people were eating fries in a diner, and Bill Murray just came and took fries off his plate and just said, <laughs> no one's ever going to believe you. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> he's, he's right. It's the perfect way for free food. <laughs> <laughs> you just take he's a like big a bite. starving actor right now, probably, like, late in his life. He just didn't save it all. So he no, just I goes and like takes food. From, I'm sure he did, but like, imagine that he just takes food from people's plates. Yeah, it's a good no scheme. one's gonna believe you. It's a good scheme. Yeah, what Set are you gonna up. tell the police officer? Oh, he. he took, yeah, Bill Murray okay. punched me in the face. Like, okay, yeah, like okay. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, and Casper uh, stole your lunch, huh? Yeah. There's also uh, stories where he got in a cab the one time. And the dude driving the cab mentioned about playing the saxophone. And he was like, oh, you play the saxophone? Like, you got one? He's like, yeah, it's in the trunk. And he's like, oh, well, let me drive. And the taxi driver's like, wait, what? He's like, I can drive a taxi, but I can't play the saxophone. So let me drive and you play. And what a wild life, if that story's true. What a wild life that man is. Stealing fries, playing, <laughs> driving taxi drivers around. The man. 
And I think that's a great place to end this show on the fact that Bill Murray is the man. Future guest. He's awesome. And I really did not appreciate that he died in Zombieland.